Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's bring in the head coach of the SMU Mustangs, the AAC champs, Rhett Lashley, on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, morning, guys. Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, at what point this year did you realize – we we got some. Did you know when we talked with you early early in the season, midway point? At what point were you like we're we're the real deal? You know, I I thought going into the season we had a team that could could win the league. I really did. I just felt like our roster and you know was was good enough, and I felt like we had really made improvements on defense, and I felt like um, you know it just was all had a chance to set up for us, and I liked our team chemistry going through fall camp, but we had to go do it and. Um, you know, I think the first time was when we went to Oklahoma and played played them really well, yeah. really felt like we should have won the game and just kind of didn't finish it off in the fourth quarter. Um, but the way we competed specifically on defense just, I think, gave our guys a lot of confidence. And then, you know, we probably played our worst game of the year in our rivalry game uh, against TCU. And, and I think after that, we really started to find our identity on offense. And it probably was uh, – you know, we we won our first couple road uh, first couple conference games, and and then we went on the road and we played a Temple team that you know didn't have their best team. I'm not saying they were they were great and all, but I think we were two and zero in the league, and you know it was just kind of set up for us to go up and you know not play well, have a letdown, and and we didn't just beat them; we beat them fifty five to nothing mm. on the road, and and just the way we did it. And if you were there feeling it, I, I left there just going, okay, we got it. We our team gets it. Uh, they're mature. They know how to show up every week. And at that point, I really didn't think we would we would lose again. Coach, I remember RJ telling you uh, that he has always thought, you know, SMU is the sleeping giant. All the resources are there. It makes sense to, you know, uh, restore the glory that we've talked about in years past. What was the energy level like? Uh, the campus, the fan base, what was that? all that like surrounding this season throughout? You know, it's at an all-time high. I think what, what's funny is for something that we hadn't done in, in 41 years, there was so much expectation on this team. You know, we had gone out and I think improved it in a way. And, and we had won. This is now the fifth straight year we've won and gone to a bowl game and all that. And so, you know, there'd been winning and there was expectation in a way that is good. That's what you want in your program. But it was interesting because, again, we hadn't done it in a long time. And it was almost like, man, if we don't do it, it's going to be – um, a failure, right? And so there was a lot of energy, but there was a lot of, you know, hey, we need to do this. And I think what what we're saying and what you're saying is just we know there's so much potential here. But all potential really means is you haven't done it yet. And so 
what was really cool and probably the most gratifying part is our team, our players, our staff was able to week after week kind of push through that expectation and pressure. And everyone felt it like, man, we should do it. We need to do it. We've got a team to do it. And we did it. And, you know, you got to accomplish confidence. You got to break through and actually do it at some point. Uh, I agree with you. I think, uh, I do think we're a sleeping giant. I think we're extremely well positioned. Everything's hitting at the same time. The city of Dallas is embracing us. Most importantly, the kids that you recruit in Dallas are embracing us as Dallas's team. They want to come to SMU. There's a lot of buzz. We're going to the ACC. We've won new facility, all the things. And, but you have to go do it. And so for us to actually do it was huge. SMU head coach Rhett Lashley joining us here, 105 through the fan. All right, you mentioned the ACC. That's where I was going with this. You know, has that, did that kind of speed up the excitement too? And then how have the recruits really kind of, uh, you know, taken that? Have, have you gotten a different, I don't want to say caliber of a recruit, but, but more attention from recruits? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, <clears throat> for the last five years when we've, the program's been kind of on the rise. There's been a little buzz, and we've been winning, and okay, great. SMU's doing some things. Like, a lot of the kids in, in the Dallas Metroplex have wanted to come and stay home and go to SMU. Like, they'll come on visits. You'll get in their top three or top five with a lot of, quote, power schools. But when it comes to decision time, it's like, man, I want to come, but, Coach, I want to play on the biggest stage. I want to play against the Florida States, the Miamis, the Clemsons. You know what I mean? And we just weren't in position to do that. And at the end of the day, that's why a lot of kids would still maybe not choose to come here. But then when they transfer, they'd come back because they kind of wanted to come here all along. And so, you know, the minute that ACC news hit, it was kind of like breaking the seal. It was really like the last step in like getting ourselves to where we compete, can compete on that level with all the schools that are in power four programs in our state. And um, I think you've seen it already. Like there's been some kids in the 24 class, you know, you know, flip or commit and come here. But the 25 class, <clears throat> kids that are juniors now, is going to be the first class that you really see the full feeling of going to the ACC, winning the championship, all that. And right now we have a top 10 class. You know, all five of the kids committed are four-star or better. We've never signed that many in one class in our history. And so you just start to see kids going, okay, now I can go there because I know next year, hey, Florida State's coming to Florida Stadium. I know the next year Clemson's coming, and I'm going to Miami, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and then now they know they can come to SMU, stay in Dallas, and compete on that national stage. Talking with SMU coach Rhett Lashley here on 105 Through the Fan. Coach, you know, you talked with us back earlier this year a lot about, you know, swagger. And you said that that's something that you wanted your team to embody, but you felt like, hey, we got to go out there and earn that. You can't just be a program that, that claims that without earning it on the football field. Do you feel like you guys earned that this year? I think we earned the, the right to have confidence, and that's, that's huge. Our program has a lot of confidence, and that's... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What you want. That's what true swagger is, right? Is you 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 carry yourself in a very confident yet humble way and like, yeah, you gotta go do it. You gotta go win. You gotta earn it. And you know, we don't want to be a program that's I mean look, it's recruiting, it's sales, you do stuff on social media. You're always, you know, trying to put your best foot forward from a branding standpoint. But we want to talk with our pads, with our play, with, with how we play. And when you go eleven and two and you play good football, then that's that's the kind of talk we want. You know, we're not all about the hype because hype fades. We want to be about substance. And I think this year's team was about substance, and I think they created a great foundation for our program. Coach, you guys, a lot of people thought, and myself included, that that you got kind of hosed on the on the bowl game and not getting to play uh, in a New Year's Six Bowl in the Fiesta Bowl. They chose Liberty. What was sort of your pitch to to get in, and 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 was there an explanation given as to why they chose Liberty over you guys? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it. We've moved on as a team because you know it was 24 hours after that, both us won in the championship. And like, we weren't going to let anything steal our joy. We were going to celebrate this team. Our goal was to win a conference championship this year. And we did it. We've accomplished it. And yes, if you do that in our league, you're probably going to get to New Year's six bowl. That would have been fantastic, but that wasn't our goal. And so, um, you know, we've chosen to, to move on and, and not sit around and wallow, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows, that we should have gotten that bid at this point. I mean, everybody that has a lot of credibility and understands football. Um, I made my pitch that Saturday night after the game in the post-game press conference. It's sad that I had to. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much data. I mean, just starting with the fact that ever, ever in the past, the committees have always said you start with strength of schedule. They were 133 out of 133. Like, that's usually a non-starter and you're out. And they didn't even play or schedule a powered opponent. They didn't beat or play a team that was ranked. We beat a ranked team on the road. We played a ranked OU on the road. Like, we played at TCU. We get punished because TCU has a bad year. So, our, it hurts our strength of schedule. I mean, imagine that. But they didn't even play a team like TCU. Um, we went at 9-3 and three Memphis. Like, it really wasn't hard. <laughs> and um, and I think also, Liberty's a good football team. So, you hate to come out and say this because I don't want to disrespect them. They went undefeated. And that's hard to do no matter who you play. And they have a great football team. Like us, they have a really good offense, but the difference is we have a defense. And so, you know, I think all the criteria pointed to us, it didn't go our way. And, you know, there's really nothing we can do about it. I do hate that our kids are are maybe robbed of that opportunity. But, you know what, somebody was going to be disappointed between us and Liberty. Um, I think a lot of people feel like it might have been a pretty good game. We'll see what happens out there. We've got to focus on B.C., We've got a great opportunity to do a couple things. We get to try to win our 12th game. That's only been done one time in our program's history. If we win our 12th game, it'll tie the only time we've ever won 12 before. Okay? And we get a chance to go win a bowl game. We haven't done that since 2012. We've done a lot of firsts this year. Like, And then the lastly, we're playing an ACC team. We're going into the ACC. So it's kind of cool how we exit and then enter. And it gives us a chance to go into the offseason with not only momentum from a, a final win, but like, hey, we're going into a league and we just competed with and beat a team that's in that league, we're going to be able to belong. And so we got a lot to play for. We, we, In my opinion, in a lot of experts' opinions, it wasn't the right call and people were shocked. But 
hey, there's nothing we can do about it. Did you have a strong uh, take or opinion on the Florida State controversy? You know, I think at the end of the day, same deal. Someone was going to be disappointed. It's a little different because it's up there for number four or five, but it's really not. Like, I think the confusing thing for everyone is the committee looked at Florida State and Alabama and judged it one way, and then they looked at us and Liberty and judged it the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, at least be consistent, right? And we can disagree with that, but we can get behind you at least had some logic to your process. Not, did you even watch our game against Tulane or were you just watching Alabama and Georgia? Because, I mean, I'm being honest, we beat Tulane a whole lot worse than that score. We played really well. And that's a good football team we beat. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, or do you even know what's going on or do you just look at a record and go, oh, 13-0, cool. You know, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, what happened to Florida State is terrible. I mean, to go undefeated in a league like that and to not get in is, is really hard to fathom. Also, I don't know how you leave Alabama out. So, like, they were in a tough spot. Yeah. Um, and I think it's never been better that we're going to a 12-team playoff because now the argument will be over 11, 12, and 13, and that's fine. But it's, there's more teams getting in. you got a better chance to get it right. But I think just the lack of consistency and transparency, no, nobody knows why. I mean, the only explanation given on TV was, well, maybe Liberty tried to schedule a Power 5 opponent and couldn't. Like, <laughs> uh, So, you know, who knows? You know, uh, I love the trophy picture that you sent out, but my big question is, uh, what do you take in your coffee? <laughs> I'm, see, I'm tired of choppy bonding with Mike McCarthy every Friday. They just straight black, but I'm proud. No, I'm man. very. It looks like there's some creamer in there. I like it. <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah, I started drinking coffee like seven or eight years ago because it was something to do with my wife. She likes coffee. I'm not a coffee person, <laughs> so I bought into this coffee thing. But my coffee is always very creamy colored. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I have a little bit of coffee with my cream. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and, and then I can handle it. Uh, hey, man! Uh, thank you so much for coming back on. We're so happy for you. Were an outstanding interview early in the year. Awesome today, and best of luck moving forward. Hopefully, all the recruits are calling even more. And best of luck in the bowl game. Thank you, Coach. Guys, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate you. Rhett Lashley, head coach of the SMU Mustangs on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Let's get a Mike McCarthy health update. It's going to be on the sidelines, up in the booth. Is it Dan Quinn? Is it Bones Fossil? Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com is next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.